0: So when I was in Africa, I said, what color is this? And I pointed to my forehead. And they said, white. And I said, this isn't white. If This is white. If I were this color, I'd be dead. I am not white. And then I pointed at them. I picked out one of them, and I said, what color is this? And they kind of realized where I might be going. Some said black, some said brown. I said, I would call it brown. And I would call this brown. I wouldn't call it white. I said, I am like you. I am brown. I'm just a little shade different. And do you want to know something? I said, there are people in the states that will pay money to get more brown. (laughs) Because they want to be more brown like you rather than white. We don't identify with white. I don't identify with white. I'm brown, and so are you. So I wanted to bring them together to me. We used to sing a song in Sunday school Red and yellow, black and white, if. Now, I want you to say that one time. Red, yellow, and black. What have we done to red and yellow and black? Oh, my. We didn't do well with red. Oh, we're still trying to figure it out. 300 years later, 400 years later, we didn't do well with reds. And they're still, they're wondering who they are. And we need to learn how to help them be who they are rather than give them a label and then make them feel like they're different. We slaughtered some of them because they were so different. Yellow doesn't fit. They're not yellow. They're like this. We called them yellow. Pearl Harbor, that was a sad day. But so were the years after that, when President Roosevelt issued a mandate And 117,000, mostly American citizens, were detained. Some separated from their families. Some died alone because of what we did to that group, that yellow group, black, Think of the pain of living in the South and going to a bathroom and say, for whites only. Or going to a school and saying, for whites only. Or going through a church for whites only. And who do they think they are? They're black. And we've broken their spirit, we've broken their heart. And it's not just in America. Ever heard of ethnic cleansing? Nazism, do you know it's on the rise again? Do you know that neo-Nazism is popular? Do you know what the emblem of Ku Klux Klan is? What its emblem? It's the flaming cross, not in my language. red and yellow, black and white. They are precious in his sight. And when the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there was a sound like a mighty roar, rush of mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. There appeared to them tongues as of fire, distributed and resting on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And Pentecost was beginning. And you know who was there in Jerusalem? The nations were there. We're talking about nations today. Devout men from every nation under heaven. And at the sound, of the multitude came together, and they were bewildered because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. That's a miracle! Wow! And they were amazed and astonished, and saying, "Are these not who are speaking Galileans? They even had the Galilean accent. And how is it that we hear each one of them in his native tongue?" Listen to this now. Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, parts of Libya, belonging to Cyrene, visitors from Rome, Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians. We hear them telling in our own tongue the mighty works of God. There were two responses in that day. Some asked a question. A question keeps it open. What do these things mean? Some made a statement. You make a statement, that closes the deal. They're drunk. You can can just make a statement, throw it out, and that that closes. You can't can't go on. So here's Peter. Peter's just been filled with the Spirit. And something's changed in Peter. And he gets up and preaches. 3,000 come in. What a great day. Has Peter been revolutionized? He's been changed, but not enough. Because eight chapters later, Peter gets a vision of food coming down, and the, uh, in the vision it says, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. And he said, no, I'm not touching that stuff. I'm not, I ain't touching that. And Peter heard this word. Don't call it unclean. I just gave it to you. Happens again. Happens again. Three times. Then he hears a knock on the door. Three people are coming to talk to Peter. They're Gentiles. And Peter comes to the door and he can tell, and he's not real warm. He wants to know why uh, they're there. And they said, "Well, there's this guy named. Well, he's a centurion, Cornelius. That sounds like a Gentile name. Yeah, he's a uh, centurion. Oh, he's a Roman. Okay. Well." The Lord has been speaking to him, an angel has been speaking to him and telling him to come here and get you to come and talk to us. So having had those visions, Peter was willing to go. He had to have those visions in order to go. And so he shows up, he comes in, meets Cornelius, and he says, so I'm here, what do you want me to do? What? He he just preached on Pentecost. You didn't have to say, Peter, what are you gonna do? Peter got up and he proclaimed. Why? Because there were devout Jews and proselytes from around the world. Here is a house full of Gentiles. It's crowded. And Peter says, What do you want me to do? And here's what Cornelius says. Cornelius said, Four days ago about this hour I was praying in my house at the ninth hour, and behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing and said, Cornelius, your prayers have been heard. Your arms have been remembered before God. Send to Joppa. Get Peter. He's there. So I sent for you at once, and you have been kind enough to come. Now, therefore, we are here in the presence of God to hear all that you have been commanded by the Lord. It took a Gentile To tell Paul or the Jew, you can preach to these people. And so finally he gets the message. And there's a conversion taking place in Peter. And he's saying, Oh my, you mean this is for Gentiles too? What a conversion. Because there is humanly in us the desire to separate red and yellow, and black, and white. There is a spirit of racism that is rampant. Do you know that when Jesus returns, it'll be far more rampant? It's not going to be dealt with. The spirit that we see in Minneapolis today is going to get worse. Praise God for those who pull them in, who rescue people. There are people that need to be rescued and want to be rescued. But Jesus said in Matthew 24, for a nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. So there's going to be an ongoing fight because there is in man the desire to separate, desire to feel better. Racism is I'm better than you are. You're intrinsically inferior to me. And in our natural bent, we want to feel better, want to feel stronger, want to feel higher. And so there's racism. And so I pray for my heart, I pray for your heart, that when we see what we saw, that we won't become racists, that we won't become angry with blacks who aren't black or anybody else, but that it will bring compassion. That's why Jesus said what he said. Listen to what he said. By this shall they know. You are my disciples if you have good doctrine. You know what our doctrine does? It separates us. Because you guys believe that. What do they believe? Well, they believe this. And so we're separated by our doctrine. What binds us together? Our love. And so when we're melted down, and so when we love, we'll go out because... We just love. I know that's why David goes, because he loves them, not because he has some belief, some doctrine. That, 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 of course, we believe doctrine. Of course we believe the truth. But if that's what they see, they see our doctrine, they won't believe. But if they see our love, that's what they will believe. Sean Boltz had a powerful prophecy about our city. It was last year a powerful prophecy that this will be a city that would rise in the light in a deeply significant way. Was he wrong? I don't think he was. I think he was right on, and the enemy knows that, and the is going after the city to see that it doesn't happen. So in the face of this darkness, I want to say to you what prophetic types said when they came to the Holy Spirit conference. I heard it over and over again. What did I hear? Minnesota is the revival state. This is the center. Cindy Jacobs, you remember when she said it, Karen. This is the revival state. God's God's got special plans to lead the revival out of Minnesota. And so what has happened is Satan's attempt to play that down so that we'll quit believing. I'm not going to quit believing for that. I'm going to believe that the revival that is promised will happen. It makes us one where there is neither Jew nor Greek. That's powerful. Where we are so one, where we are not divided. God wants a family. We've got a family. I love being with my family. It's so wonderful to be with my kids and my wife and grandkids. It's just so wonderful because we're family. We are family. We call God Father together. And as our love grows for one another, for one another, it convinces the world. I'm very excited when I read Revelation, because the nations will be in heaven. There's not an obliteration of nationality in heaven. One might think we're all one, and it doesn't make any difference whether you're one or the other. Well, in heaven it does, because nationalism will be seen in heaven. I'm not a globalist. I'm a nationalist. And listen to this in Revelation 21. By its light will the nations walk. And the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it. Nations have their own glory and they will bring it to the king when Jesus returns. And one more verse. And its gates will never be shut by day. There will be no night there. They will bring their glory. They they will bring into it the glory and honor of the nations. I wonder what our glory will be in heaven. America. There's a glory that we will bring, the people of God from America will bring in heaven. Minneapolis wholeness means city, many haha waters or waterfalls, city of water. May it be these days God. May it be these days as we sadly see the devastation and the destruction. we pray that right, right in the center, right where there has been destruction. We pray for life to come, the light of Christ to come. We pray for miracles to take place. We pray for brokenness to be healed. We thank you for those who represent us, who go out like David and and are lights in that dark place. We know that Hundreds of thousands now are discouraged and are despairing. Shop owners are despairing, are broken, are angry. Oh, God, we pray in the days, months, years ahead that light will shine out of the darkness and that the church loving one another will convince the world that they are not just black or red or yellow, but that we are together in Christ. We pray as you taught us to pray. We're so thankful that we have a family. So we pray together. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever, amen. I was eager for us to return because it was Pentecost Sunday, and I really wanted to preach on Pentecost and preach on being filled with the Holy Spirit and praying for people to be filled and released in the gifts and the fruit, and I'm doing that next week. <laughs> because uh, this week, we, this was before us, and I felt we needed to address it. And thankful for your presence and thankful for those who are home, no difference, thankful for those who are have listened in. I want to speak over you a blessing, a blessing that the Lord gives to us, and uh, invite you to receive it. Uh, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor. And grant you his peace in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.